So, welcome to Stay Cash and Show. What up? Let's get weird. We are doing an impromptu show. Please don't judge us by the shit show that this is going to be the whole time. Evan is on vacation this week. We were not supposed to have a show this week. Everyone was off. It was all-star break. We did a Twitter Spaces on Tuesday. We've been doing Rupp and Racket shows in the Discord. But this was supposed to be an off week for Stay Cashin'. Uh, but we have Chris Dawkins, UFC heavyweight, coming on as a guest. Constantino uh, was able to, to lock him in. We're excited about that. So Evan is coming in live from Maine, which I think has four cell phone towers in the entire state, correct? <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So Evan will probably be blurry. Um, you're probably going to see a technical issue or two, but we're doing this just to make sure we can get Chris on here, uh, do the interview, get you guys the best information possible. Uh, really no one better to bring on. Uh, he'll be on probably around the two 30 mark, uh, on the back 30 minutes of the show. Probably no one better to bring on to break down this Curtis blades fight than the guy who literally just fought him, uh, in his last fight. So we're going to get some amazing analysis here. Constantino will be here to join us. Uh, going to be an awesome show. So, uh, stay tuned for that. We are on new equipment, as I said. So, Bill, how are you doing with the new equipment? Perfect. Everything on my end works fine. I'm crystal clear. I can hear everybody. I can. Everyone can hear me. Everything's working on my end. Wow. You're, so you're excited about this. You feel like you're killing it right now. Listen, I mean, all, the only thing I know I'm killing for sure is the vote on glazed donuts versus Boston cream. I mean, that is the fucking craziest result, Rackets. I've ever seen this started with a conversation. I mean, it's such bullshit. It started with a conversation with me and Bill this morning where Bill said, um, I have the best thing ever right now, a glazed donut. He said, what's better than a glazed donut? And I said, a Boston cream donut. I mean, it's not even a fucking Boston question. cream donut, bro. You're on team Boston cream, right? Thousand, bro, a million poll, times. What's the, poll poll. what's the poll results, Bill? So, so He's far, the account that he has dude he's but he's got 16 illegal votes dominion rep over here it is 63 percent to 37 percent and there's 59 votes so far glazed donut is killing it guys if you want to get in on the vote and vote glazed because that's the only donut there is go to uh my twitter at rup 45 and you will get to vote and we will crush tommy g and his stupid boston cream and rackets who likes his stupid boston cream also no, I mean, here's why you're wrong. Here's why you're wrong. A bad Boston cream donut is still really good. Cry, a bad glazed donut, donut, fucking. There is that any better? Yeah, okay. A bad Boston cream donut is still really good. A good <laughs> no, Boston. No, it's not. Crack. So what he's trying to say is a bad Boston cream donut is still really good. A good, a bad glazed donut is really bad. Listen, yeah, I. One hundred percent. That I do get that. I do get that. Um, that is true. Um, but there's a lot of people who just don't like that cream in their mouth. And according to one Twitter follower, Tommy G loves the cream in his mouth. <laughs> I don't know. I'm big, I am a big cream guy. I hate to say it. I do like cream in my mouth. So I do have to say that. Anyway, off the donut tip, you guys go to Rup45's poll and vote Boston Cream. We are Team Boston Cream. Uh, in this chat room, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you people. You guys are literally insane people. If you think Boston cream isn't the best donut, uh, I don't. I don't even know what to tell you. So uh, this weekend, we haven't been here in a week, Bill. So we've been off for a while. Uh, talk to me about uh, what it's been like to not have to do stay cashing for a week. 
Oh my god. Well, I mean, we did uh, Twitter Spaces um, on what, Tuesday? Uh-huh. Wednesday? Wednesday, right? right. We did a Rub and Rackets and Twitter together, so that was different. Um, I mean, it's been nice. Not really having to do anything. I've been watching shows and stuff, different shows yeah. at night, not even paying yeah. attention. I put in two bets yesterday. They both won. And uh, I put in the over seven and a half or over six and a half live bet on the Dodgers yesterday. And I didn't even know the outcome till this morning. I didn't care. I was watching shows. I was, you know, going to bed early. I didn't give a shit about sports. And it felt good. It did feel good. It did feel good. I'm almost done with the boys. I'm through uh, season two, uh, heading into season three. Phenomenal show. And it was nice to get the fuck away from uh, gambling for a little while. But we were betting. Uh, we had the home run derby on Monday, uh, which we absolutely fucking smashed. Just a complete skull fuck of the home run derby. Um, I actually think it hit for 20 units. Hoffman put in one play. It was Soto to win the derby. That hit. Uh, Rackets had Julio Rodriguez. I had Julio and Soto. And uh, basically, they were the finalists. We bet Seegers under in the first round. We won longest home run on Soto. So, killed the Derby. The All-Star game um, wasn't exactly a better's uh, dream, per se. But uh, we said on the Twitter Spaces show, uh, American League in the under. That hit for like the 400th straight year. But uh, really, nothing happened after the fourth inning of the All-Star game, Rackets. It kind of just fucking died. And uh, the, the positive thing is... I did catch the plus 2,700 correct score, which salvaged uh, what wouldn't have been a great all-star game for me. So I needed that 3-2 correct score. So that was nice. No, uh, the way that the game started, uh, it's 2-0 in the first inning National League. You're like, oh, okay, there's going to be some scoring in this game. And it just, it died. There was nothing. After, like you said, after the fourth inning, it was one of the most boring baseball games I've ever seen in my life. And the best thing, Bill, during the trophy presentation of the All-Star Game, the guy literally said this was potentially the greatest All-Star Game in All-Star Game history. Yeah, Ravage. I couldn't believe it. What? I mean, they, they, bro, they don't even know what they're talking about. I mean, it's just, it was, I knew it because everybody bet no runs in the first. <laughs> and then that lost. So as soon as that lost, and, then, and it's just like every other baseball game when you when everybody's on no runs in the first. They score in the first inning. They don't score again for a few innings later. And then the game is just ends like fucking three to two or two to one. That's just how it always goes. Uh, the pitching was dominant in it. The pitchers are that they had are really good. You know, everybody had good. Dang, a great analysis, Bill. The pitchers in the All Star game are really good. Well, no, they're usually not as dominated dominant as they had in the past. Like these guys are fucking awesome, bro. The, the pitchers they had, and with Manoa out there talking, which was a great part of the All Star game. Me and you were on the phone. That was awesome. I love. Yeah, you kept trying to talk. I was like, "Shut the fuck up!" No, no, you were talking to me. I was saying I was trying to listen. Yeah, Manoa was awesome on the mic. He gained a lot of fans on that All Star game for sure. Um, Just striking out the side while doing an interview in your headset uh, and pitching to the best hitters in the entire world. Uh, Probably one of the more impressive things I've seen in a baseball game. I mean, I was Nestor too. Nestor was talking and then. Stanton and Judge were trying to get him to do that fucking back and forth shit that he does, like when he goes back. Well, he did it. He did. I was. I wasn't really paying attention. Yeah, he did it. He did it. Get him to do it, and uh, that was awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, Judge said no words. I think Judge was on the microphone for like an inning and a half and didn't say a word. I don't know if he speaks 
we'll find out uh, at some point during the contract interviews. But uh, Judge Man of very few words. But it was a fun. The mic'd up part was very fun. The home run derby was pretty good. Uh, the first three innings of the All-Star game was very good. The rest of it was pretty much shit. And then uh, yesterday we had baseball back. I actually lost both my bets yesterday. I had the Yankees at plus money. Uh, they blew that late. And then I had the Giants at plus money who were up 6-5 heading into the bottom of the ninth. And they blew that and ended up – I fell asleep too, Bill. I two, woke up to 9-6. I'm like, how did this – Two bets that I didn't understand yesterday from you. Um, I didn't really talk to you much yesterday. Um, yeah, it was a wonderful day. Yeah, it was great. Uh, but two bets I just didn't understand. I don't know what you're doing betting the Yankees against the Astros. I mean, we I, to, I told you the story a million times, Tommy. I, I mean, told you I will bet. Listen to me. Over the last two years, the Yankees are four and one as underdogs this year. They were 19 and six or something as underdogs last year. If, to you Houston? Give me, if you give me the Yankees as an underdog. With a pitching matchup that I don't think is very favorable one way or the other, I thought Montgomery would pitch well, and he did. I'm going to take it. And they were tied in the ninth. Plus a matchup that's favorable. I mean, this guy just pitched a no-hitter against them. Exactly. Them. You're not going to do that twice. That's right. not the it's, case. I mean, listen, we'll see what happens uh, in the playoffs. But if this guy continues to bet the Yankees against Houston, there's no hope for anybody. <laughs> I mean, it's just uh, insane. You're just giving your money away. I know. It's yeah. such a blowout, Bill. Fucking tie game in the bottom of the ninth. It's such a blowout. It's the same outcome every time. Dude, if yeah. Carpenter's line drive doesn't go directly right, into the guy's mitt, the Yankees are going to get five happen, and, and, and Altuve doesn't hit a home run. Yeah, okay, we know. But right. let's move on from that. Your other one, the Giants. I mean, Tommy, the Dodgers are on fire. They're playing their best base. Did we just forget what happened leading up to the off? Did everybody get dumb? Did everybody get stupid? Are we betting against Seattle tonight? No. Is everybody just stupid now? The Dodgers are on fire. Bet the Dodgers. Jesus Christ. Bill's going to yell at me. I was on the Yankees yesterday, too. I want to smack you when I saw Bill Bill basically just rides trends. If the team's winning, he just does. And we do that heading into the All-Star break. Normally, how that works is coming out of the All-Star break. Those teams have in the opposite direction especially after the fanfare that took place in L.A. this weekend. Uh, lefty on the hill against the Dodgers. And again, another game that was tied, and they were winning going into the top of the eighth. So you're talking about these like like they were horrific bets. I mean, both these teams were either tied or winning heading into the last minutes of the game at plus money. So will I be betting the Yankees against Houston again? No. Not anymore. I'm oh, fucking done. Look what done. happened. But there oh. was no Brantley. There was no uh, Alvarez. But no, I'm done with the Yankees, Houston. I actually am the one who bet Houston against the Yankees last series, Bill, if you remember correctly. I do remember. I do. I switched back. I had a little nostalgia after the All Star game. Got to get. Listen, we're all coming out of a break. I, I had a. I stumbled out of the gate a little bit. We're going to get hot again right now. We're going to get hot today. All right. So, uh, did you even bet anything yesterday? Yeah, two bets. They both won. No. All right. So Bill Rupp's starting hot. Uh, let's go into where we want to start with Evan. We got any headlines? Uh, just Kyler. All right. Yeah. Can't wait to talk about this. I mean, Did you want to add to that or just, just saying it? Uh, I don't, I don't really know the exacts of the, the contract, but Kyler signed a. I got it. You're up in Maine. You're on vacation. I got it. I'll give, I'll cut you some slack here on this. So Kyler Murray just signed a contract worth like 47 cents more than Deshaun Watson's, right? I think he's 46.1 and Deshaun's getting 46 a year. 
Uh, never seen two bigger risks from a contract perspective than what happened. You had the Browns signing a fucking rapist who was finger popping massage therapists and may end up in fucking jail. I mean, I guess, I guess if you're a professional athlete, you could like rape people and you don't go to jail. Whereas like if me and Bill did that, we'd be serving fucking 12 years behind bars. But uh, that's one thing. So Cleveland has the risk of Deshaun, who got a fucking guaranteed fully 250 million five-year contract. So then uh, Arizona, who has a fucking right fielder for the Oakland A's playing quarterback in Kyler Murray, the dude's fucking terrible. He literally starts every season off in the first seven, eight games, kills it, then gets banged up, then falls apart. He's a midget. He's terrible. Probably the worst playoff performance we've ever seen rackets from a top quarterback in Kyler Murray. We were betting against him like a maniac on that. And then they lot. So we're, he unfollows the whole team from Instagram. He's everyone thinks he's leaving. There's rumors he's going back to baseball. And then Arizona locks him into fifty million a year. Bill, I mean, what are we doing? Right, listen, I mean, he's doing fifty not- fucking million a year. Dude's getting forty six point one million a year, and he was terrible. Contracts and sports. Listen, maybe he won't play for a couple. He's He's only terrible. He's good for like six weeks. Yeah. Because that's when everyone's like, oh, he's the best again. So he's great for six weeks, and then he shits the bed. So maybe, hey, listen, if they're paying, if, if they go 6-0, and oh, I guess that's what they're paying for, right? Yeah, they want to get there. I mean, listen, the fact that he starts every season off fucking 6-1 and one or whatever it is, yeah, probably gets you in the playoffs, you know, off that good start. But, I mean, Rackets, you can't win with this guy. I'm sorry. He's not. Ne- Basically, Not what the Cardinals just did, and you guys know me and Jeff Manns have been the number one Kyler Murray haters in America since the draft and took a lot of shit for it. It was a hill that we died on, and now I'm on the hill celebrating on it, probably along with Jeff. Um, Rackets, you basically just locked in five years of not winning a championship. That's what and you did. It's, the, it's awful. Like. 200 the guy's getting 200 million dollars for what like what is it what has he done <laughs> what the fuck has he done that it's crackling loud. is crazy what is that crackling from i think it's he's too loud is it yeah is, is it loud i don't know it's uh, just crackling it's, it's just my head yeah take the headphones out try that i don't know if yeah, that'll help it, uh that they're paying for him to go six and oh and then to shit the bed yeah I mean, it's 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 horrible. I mean, there's one thing to overpay a player uh, in another sport where you give a guy fucking twenty million dollars, you're gonna play right field for you. If you have a Joey Gallo on your team, if you're the Yankees, that you made a horrible decision on, you can overcome that. You cannot overcome your quarterback being a fucking garbage troll. Like you can't. The dude's fucking too small. He's gonna keep getting banged up, and he's fucking wears down at the end of the year. And he's not great at the beginning of the year either. Tommy, I got a I got a text message from someone to you saying to check your phone. Mr. Night Ghost interrupting the show. Well, I mean, it's probably for important. For you to check check your phone. So, <laughs> he texted me too and said, yo, I'm like, I can't even respond without disconnecting. <laughs> so it must be must be important. Night Ghost interjecting himself into State Cash. Let's go, Ghost. Let me see. I don't know what he's even saying there. Let me see. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know, but I know you're in the show. 
I just need to know how you want. Okay, I'll respond to Ghost in a minute once we get into the baseball picks and I kick to you guys. Thank you, Night Ghost. Um, so, yeah, Kyle Murray's absolute trash. Anyone who likes him is a fucking idiot. And uh, let's get the like buttons up here, guys. Only 65 likes on the show so far. That is not a good start coming out of an all-star break. You should be jacked up. You should be fired up to start clicking the fucking like button at this point. So, uh, Kyler Murray, final thoughts? Rackets? What, how does he do this year? Uh, same as he does every year. He starts out the first month great, and then he's fucking trash. All right. Bill, bold prediction for Kyler Murray. 6-0 and oh, and then shit in the bed. And because Tommy G did his research and hates Kyle Mur- Kyler Murray more than anyone, Kyler Murray has the worst year of his career from a record perspective. Uh, click the mute button there, Rackets. Uh, has the worst b- year of his career from a record perspective. They do not start off 6-0. and oh. They actually start off 0-3 oh for the first time. They are playing the Kansas City Chiefs, Las Vegas, and the Rams to start the season this year. So no cupcake walk for Kyler. During the time and the only time when he could fucking play well, he will be playing three of the better teams in football this year. Does it matter? uh, You're looking at an 0-3 start for the Cardinals and a non-playoff year for Kyler. Doesn't matter. It's like one of those things. It goes 6-0 automatically, and then he shits the bed. It's like you get... Six great games from them. So it's when do you want? It doesn't matter who it's against. Yes. Well, you're a, you're a crazy person. Uh, it's not like he's been in the league 12 years. He starts the season 0-3, and, and it will be the worst contract uh, anyone signed this year. Worse than the Sean Watson contract, because at least the Sean Watson's pretty good when he's up. not finger-popping masseuses. So uh, Bill says 6-0 and because he's stupid. I say 0-3. Uh, and rackets, we're trying not to kick I you mean, too Just mute yourself better. while you're not talking. I mean, like, <laughs> is that better? That is yes. better. That is better. Okay. You're not, you're not, you don't have a chainsaw in our ear, so that's a good start. Well, I don't understand. Uh, it's so weird. Back. That's so weird. All right. Yeah. So, uh, let's see here. Where do you want to go next, Bill? You want to get into baseball bets? Yep. All right. Let's do it. So, baseball is back. No afternoon games today. That's a nice thing. I actually got to fucking relax during the day. I love these non uh afternoon game days we got st louis uh and the reds starting it off wainwright versus hold on let me pull this up let me get this a little bit bigger uh wainwright versus ashcraft here i gotta pull my notes up all right cubs philly yankees baltimore i know rackets will be interested in that miami pittsburgh san diego to mets let's start with some of these to start off bill scherzer on the hill versus you darvish versus the padres laying 184 any value there uh a little high um, I do like the Mets, but I don't like the line. Okay, uh, that line, you know, I'm, I see 175 on MGM. Um, Scherzer, seven and a half strikeouts. We always say, you know, I don't do it like that. Unless it's like Otani when he's going nuts or DeGrom. Um, seven and a half is a lot. Um, probably. So, no, so you're not going to bet it. Probably going to stay away. You're not betting it. I just no not, chance. Not betting. All right. I'm going to go head-to-head with Rackets here. Uh, Yankees, Baltimore. I'm going to be on the Yankees minus 150. I'm sure Rackets, you're going to be on Baltimore plus 130. on, on uh, Baltimore uh, plus 130. It's Tyler Wells' day. Uh, they're a really good team at home. The Yankees aren't hitting the ball. I'm in, I'm, I'm in on Baltimore tonight. All in. All right. I'm going to be all in on the Yankees on the other side of that. Minus 154. Bill, do you want to break the tie here? Uh, I will be doing the Yankees team total in a parlay. So if that, if you say what it is, if that breaks the tie or not, but Yankees team total. All right. So you're leaning on the Yankees side. So that's good. Uh, any interest Cubs Phillies? 
Uh, no. No, no I'm not, not for I me either. On, I may be on the Phillies. I want to see the lineup, but I may be on the Phillies. The Cubs are very bad. Yeah. So I'm, very maybe, bad. I may be taking the Phillies. Got to see the lineup, though. So I'm waiting, waiting right. on that. All right. Uh, crazy weather going on in uh, Cincinnati today. Obviously, it's one of the more home run, if not the most home run friendly park uh, that you're going to find anywhere. 90 degrees, 8 mile per hour, wind blowing out. And Novato's got a pretty good history versus Wainwright. A couple guys on, uh, on the other side do. Do we have any interest? This totals 10 rackets for a game uh, with Ashcraft versus Wainwright, and the spread's kind of tight. What are we thinking here? Um, I don't I don't really like the Reds too much. Um, I, the total's fine. I'm, I'm okay with going over on the total. Uh, I expect some runs in that game, but anytime I, I, I rostered uh, Ashcraft one, a couple times in seasonal, and he didn't really do too well, and then I targeted him a couple times, and I didn't do too well with that either. So I, I'm hit or miss on him. I'm just gonna, I might just play a total or something like that. All right, guys, let us know in the chat if Rackets' audio is coming through the same way it's coming through for us because it may be different uh, on the YouTube. Let us know if it's crackling on yours uh, the same way it is for ours. Uh, if so, then we'll probably just have to kick your ass out of here, Rackets. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, all right, so, Bill, any interest in that game? Uh, no. All right. Uh, Miami-Pittsburgh, any interest? Um, that game I may be doing a no runs in the first. Again, uh, depending on some lineups uh, changes, but I may be targeting that. No runs okay. first. Uh, for the subs, I'll be putting that out as soon as the lineups come in. Okay. Let me wait for the chat to respond. All right. They say it sounds fine. Some, I mean, listen, how stupid is our fucking chat all the time? One person <laughs> says sound fine. The other person says popping. Then someone says nothing. Then someone says it's clipping. I mean, how do you guys have different – how does that happen, Bill? I don't – I don't even know why you I mean, asked. I can't even ask anyone any questions. I don't even know why you asked. That was the, the first is, two questions. Sounds fine. It's popping. <laughs> it's the same It's the same setup that I used for the other one, too, so I don't know. Yeah. All right. Just maybe move away from it and speak lower. That might happen when you hit a certain – yeah. Just pull that piece down. Yeah, it's perfect. Is that All better? Right, yeah. Yes. Better. Oh, my God. All right. Now put that somewhere where that's not rustling. Jesus All right. Christ. You good? So fucking needy, Tommy G. I mean, listen, I just, problem. it's like that, that crackle pop that like yeah. rips. Oh, you know what? Drum out of it, bro, it, it was probably because it was rubbing on my beard. Yeah. I think you were just talking too close to it. Well, thank you. Finally, you're back. All right. Any interest on uh, Miami Pittsburgh here? Uh, no, two shit teams. No. I want San nothing Di to do with San Diego Mets. We talked about Bill said he likes it. He doesn't like the line. What do you like on the Mets Padres? Rackets. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm on the Mets. Always on the match. You're, you're laying the money. Are you putting in a parlay? Or you're laying it, taking it straight. Uh, I'll probably have it in a parlay with. Uh, might play with playing with the Orioles. Just get a little more juice on that because I don't think 130 is enough. All right. Uh, that, I'm going to be looking at. Go on. That game uh, also might be a uh, no runs in the first. Yeah, uh, that might be a decent uh, one to play it there. Um, do we'll have a few lefties that they're throwing at Scherzer here? Keep in mind, you usually look at San Diego and you think righty heavy team. You know, because you think about guys like Voight, Machado, and then Tatis when he's there. But the lineup that I'm seeing coming out here is going to be Profar lefty, Cronenworth lefty, Mazzara lefty, Hosmer lefty, Grisham lefty, Abrams lefty. When when Scherzer does struggle, it's usually when he doesn't get to throw those fucking biting sliders and biting breaking balls against the righties. So uh, I don't think I'm going to take the Padres here, but I'm probably going to lay off the Mets. It's probably enough to keep me off the minus 170. If it was minus 120, 130, I'd look at it, but... Um, I'm probably going to hit something live on that, depending on how I see them coming out. Uh, Toronto versus Boston, Harry Evaldi, Gossman. 
Gossman laying 126 with Toronto versus Ivaldi uh, and the Red Sox. Uh, what are we thinking here, Rackets? Uh, two struggling teams. Uh, I think of all these, this is a second start back, right? After yeah. after injury. Um, I lean toward the Red Sox here tonight. All right. Bill, what are we looking at? Yeah, I mean, like Rackets had two teams that are going in the wrong direction. Um, I would lean, uh, I would lean Boston, but I'm not, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to bet this. I haven't bet, bet Boston or Toronto in a while. Yeah. Evaldi came back, uh, against the Yankees. Uh, what was it? Probably like a week ago now. Um, didn't look great, you know, through 80 pitches though. So I think the nice thing is you're not going to have to worry about the pitch count there. I think he threw 78 pitches in that game, four and a third, six hits, three earned runs. Obviously it's his first game back since June. So I'm going to cut him some slack. Before that, he was white hot. Uh, 11 straight scoreless innings uh, with 13 Ks over that span before he got hurt. I like this pitching matchup for both sides. I think for the subscribers over at 4dbets.com, uh, probably going to have some K props tied in here. Maybe a little same game parlay all down the K props and push that up. But um, maybe under on this. Yeah, on totals nine. I think that's a little bit high. If I can alt that to nine and a half, I may be tapping, tapping the under here. I think we see two decent pitching performances out of these two guys. Uh, Shohei Otani on the hill. Didn't want to pitch in the All-Star game, Bill. Uh, he is on the hill today going against Morton and the Braves. This should be a good one. Braves minus 148 against Otani and the Angels. Uh, I'm on the Braves. Yeah, I am too. I am too. Rackets? Going against uh, my boy Otani. Um, I Love betting on him, but I'm going against the Braves. Braves been hot. Uh, I'm staying with the hot teams for now. Uh, and we'll see. I hope uh, Otani gets a little bit of roughed up today. We'll see. Right. But, again, uh, depending on lineups. Lineups, lineups, lineups. Always depending week, on lineups. Had an incident, everyone's like, oh, you guys said Houston. Well, not when fucking Brantley, Jordan, Altuve, and everybody else in uh, Guriel are out. When those right. four guys are out, you don't bet the Astros. That was my favorite thing. We gave out the Astros on the show. All three of us staff consensus pick what Bill's talking about. Uh, not one of us put the Astros out at 4deepbets.com when it came time to do it. And we got trolled on Twitter by two people. And we just completely rocket launched at their fucking heads. Because Altuve, Brantley... Alvarez and Guriel were all out of the lineup, so we obviously jumped off it. That's why you got to subscribe for deepbets.com. Uh, get over there, check it out immediately. But uh, yes, make sure you guys are checking the lineups. If you see any major anomalies with the lineups, obviously these bets won't hold. Rackets, are you on Atlanta or uh, or no? Um, I always love Otani strikeouts. I just I don't like targeting Atlanta too much. I probably actually stay away from this game. Um, I think the Braves end up winning it, but I don't like going at the Braves and I don't like trying to score some runs off Otani. So it's probably a no play. It's probably a no bet for me. Okay. And if you cool. guys aren't sure who the lineup regulars are, just go back to the last few games and look, Oh, this guy's been every day. This guy's been every day. Just check it out. And then you'll see. And if this guy's out and he's been in every day, something's up. Or just sign up for deepbets.com and come over to us and we'll fucking tell you what to do. Cause we'll be in the chat. Unlike every other gambling site in America. Um, what I will tell you is this. Uh, in honor of Dawkins coming on with us uh, in a few minutes, we are going to do a little bit of a special here. So those of you in the chat, we're going to give you guys an opportunity to check out the site coming off the All-Star break. We're heading into football season basically starting next week where we're going to have a lot of football content on this show. Uh, didn't want to go too deep on it on the last week where MLB is the focus. 
But um, if you go to 4deepbets.com, number 4deepbets.com, go there right now. That's what Night Ghost has been texting me about. I've been trying to get this uh, up for you guys. Cover over the welcome, and you'll see free three-day pass. Okay? That's going to give you Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for free this weekend Holy for this big shit. UFC card that we're doing. So Jesus. Night Ghost just put it together right now. It's going to give you guys a chance. We're dropping our football early bird next week. So uh, those of you guys that do want to come in and check out what we do here, who haven't had a chance to and have just seen the shows, in honor of the great Chris Dawkins who's joining us, we're giving you guys a free three days. So I know some of you people in the chat are always fucking crying. I want to win a contest. Are you so telling to me the- that I have to give out my fire NASCAR picks for free? Yes, for, for three days only. You have to give out your fire NASCAR picks for free, Bill Rupp. So uh, go there right now. Again, go to the welcome. Night Ghost is working on it right now. We threw this together before the show. Thank you, Ghost, for getting this up. Just go right to 4dbets.com, hover over welcome, and it says free three-day pass right there. So just click on that. No credit card needed, nothing. This will not auto-renew. You're not stuck. You don't have to, nothing. You're just getting three free days. And we will kick you out of the chat if you're an asshole. Keep in mind, we are fucking Nazis in that chat. If you fucking act up, especially the free people. But uh, we will get you three, three days free. Come check around and fuck around a little bit. Yeah, so, man, uh, we've been killing. I've been killing NASCAR, killing. guys. Just jump in. Yeah. We hit two races last week. So yeah. we got three races this weekend. Uh, two on Saturday, one on Sunday. So there you go. You're going to get some great bets there, too. Will Rump gave me two plus 500s on that one. So uh, let's go. Dawkins is here. Mike is here. Right. So let's run through the rest of the baseball real quick. Uh, any other plays that you guys are looking at? Uh, I'm on the Mariners with Bill. Yeah, Mariners, I'm on the Mariners. I'm, on the Mariners. I'm going to be Seattle. on the Mariners Riding here. in the hot hands, Seattle, all the way. All right. I'm, on, I'm also on the Dodgers. All right, cool. And, yeah, that's uh, one team I can't fuck with. All right, I'm on the Dodgers too. We'll get back to the baseball. You have one thing though, Tommy. Uh, you, I don't know if you know, but your boy in Bellator tonight is fighting uh, Khabib's cousin. Usman, no American uh-huh. medal. He's 14 or 15 and 0 or whatever. Uh, he is fighting tonight. Um, I'm a little scared on it. He is minus a thousand, but to take him inside the distance or whatever, you can add him. I know you added Patty. I mean, Maddie. that might not be a bad thing to ask the two UFC monsters who are about to join us, Bill. <laughs> yeah. All, All right, right guys. so Racket, thanks for coming on, brother. Appreciate you. Yep. Yes. All right. Later. Well, All right. Bring me, Con- bring me Constantino. Evan, Bill's doing UFC talk right before. Mike doesn't do Bellator. That's why I said you. <laughs> All right, shut up, Bill. Constantino, what up, brother? Yo, what's up, guys? And Rockets, I think that is your beard. It's your thing scraping on it. Yeah, it was his thing there. So we're on a, I don't know, you know, Mike, Evan was able to uh, hook us up for the show today. Evan was supposed to be off today. The show was supposed to be off, but we have the great Chris Dawkins joining us. So we wanted to make sure to get on air. We usually do the show Monday, Wednesday, Friday. 2 p.m. Uh, we were off this week, but we put it up, propped it up. Not bad, right? A couple technical difficulties so far, but not but not the normal, Mikey, but not bad so far. Yeah, I got to apologize, too, because normally the show, we have a great skin rolling everything, yeah. <laughs> and everything looks great. And that's what I showed, uh, obviously, Chris coming on and, you know, my friend and his manager, Hector. But uh, I forgot, actually, that it was Evan was away. So Evan threw this together on a backup software. Uh, but uh, I appreciate you doing that, Evan, and... Can't wait to get Chris on and get into this card. Yeah, and you have a little history with Chris, right? You guys know each other a little bit, and uh, I met back in the day, which we'll get into when he comes on here. 
yeah, as soon as you get him on, we uh, will touch base on that. I did right. see him very early in his career and identified him as someone to look out for, you know, and, and I love finding prospects like that early and keeping my eye on them. So. All right. Evan, key moment. Evan, bring me Dawkins, the man who's won me a ton of money so far. Chris, what up, brother? What's up? What's up, guys? How are you? I just want to first uh, first thank you for your service. Appreciate uh, everything course. you've done for you know your country and for the rest of us. And uh, also want to congratulate you on you recently had a baby, right? Yeah, uh, as you can tell, my beard and my hair is a little crazy. I haven't slept in about a month. Uh, yeah, so she's a little over a month old. So it's rough, man. Thank you. That's awesome. And uh, before we get into the UFC stuff, I wanted to ask you a personal question or two. Okay. Um, as far as being a police officer, right? And yeah. we've seen a couple uh, police officers fight in the UFC. I think Forrest and, you know, a yeah. couple of the other big guys, you know, uh, well-known officers who fought in the UFC. I got to imagine that that correlates a little bit, right? With the discipline, yeah. the aggression. What's the difference Absolutely. between that profession and, the, and your other profession? Uh, that profession uh, and this profession, really, it's, it's about the, like you said, the aggression. Uh, in there, I don't have to pull back on anything. Uh, when you're a cop and you're street, you have to deal with, um, you know, someone coming at you doing whatever they're doing. Um, you meet that force and it is, you know, the, the minimum amount of force required, uh, in the octagon, it's, it's whatever I want to do. So it, it's really nice. It's really awesome. <laughs> a good change of pace. A lot, a lot more fun to not have to, to harness. In Absolutely. There. Final Absolutely. question before I kick it over to you and Mike and let the experts go off on the UFC card here. Um, your wife is a nurse, I believe. Correct. Yeah. That so that great. had to be yep. kind of crazy during COVID to cop and a nurse in the same house. Yeah. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. But with having the kids, so I mean, listen, I've followed UFC for about 15 years. Uh, Mikey's a guy who I lean on for all my really hardcore UFC information. Okay. But I've always had a thing about fighters when they have kids, how that changes their mentality, how that changes their mindset. We see it with Cerrone and others where they actually come out and say, like, this is my number one focus now. You already have a child. So I'm sure it's a lot easier having another one have been through it. But what's that like to be a dad and then walk into an octagon, getting your face beat in, uh, knowing that that could affect your future and fatherhood? Yeah, it's a uh, it's a little crazy, but um, everything that I do, you know, for this career is for them. Um, you know, obviously, I got into fighting for me. Um, I got into wanting to prove that I'm one of the best in the world, uh, and that's what drives me really um, daily. But as far as the kids, it's just making sure that they're okay. It's making sure that, that they're financially set, that they have a, a better future and, you know, a better upbringing than I did. Right. Awesome. So, Constantino, let me kick over to the GOAT over here. Um, first of all, again, Constantino, for those of you that didn't see it, congrats on the shout-out from Khabib in his Hall of Fame speech. Uh, that, was, that was awesome. That's, that's a tombstone moment. But, Mike, as yeah. someone who's cornered, I mean, God, a thousand fights – uh, we got the corner man and we got the, the UFC heavyweight here. So we got every perspective you need. Uh, talk to me a little bit about Mike, about how you met Chris and, and where he got started. Sure. First, I got to say, what's up, Chris? Thank you so much what's for up, coming Mike? on. Yeah. You know, Hector's a dear friend for many years. And uh, yeah. I thank you, Hector, for putting it together as well. But Chris, I don't even know if you know or remember, but I was a partner in Cage Fury. Uh, my do. run was yes. from 2014 to about 2019. And you won't believe it, but I weigh 266 pounds, so I'm always stuck going with the heavyweights and everything in there my gym. Go. 
Yeah, so, I mean, who doesn't love a good heavyweight? So That's you right. jumped off the page at me. And one of the things with, with Cage Fury, that was after pretty much my run as a cornerman, you know, in the UFC. I was segueing out of that and getting into the promotional side. But just the affinity to keep my eye on the talent and then gauging who's fighting in that Cage Fury ring versus guys that I either trained, corner, trained with. And the one that jumped off the page initially was just how light you were on your feet and how fast your hands were for a big man, right? So you jump yeah. off the page with me early in your cut. I think it was Blockley. Um, yep. And then the one that really did it for me was the Plinio fight. So yeah. Plinio was one of my guys. You know, he trained at my gym. He taught jujitsu on Sundays. And, you know, you see him now, you might not believe it, but he throws spinning wheel kicks and he's tough and a yeah. big black belt. You know, and your performance in that fight, you know, w- was the one for me. And I knew that you'd be where you are now. And, you know, I enjoy watching you fighting and I watch your, your progression and your skill set. So uh, I'm happy for you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. I, I seriously appreciate all those kind words, especially coming from you and, uh, you know, you're kind of like a, a local legend in the area. So I definitely knew who you were when you were working with, with CFFC and, and even before then, and, you know, with AMA and all those guys. So it's, uh, it's really cool to talk to you, man. I, I appreciate that. And I'm excited to see if you think I'm right or wrong with my right. old <laughs> prediction on this fight tomorrow, especially right. you having right. been in there. Um, but uh, yeah, so, you know, initially I see a lot of similarities too, with like you being light on your feet and with your striking yeah. and your fast, precise, hard punches is what I see from yeah. you. They come fast. They come straight. You got good combos, good head movement. looks like to me, like you're coming down in weight. You're getting a little lighter yeah. on your feet. Um, and I like that in the heavyweight div- uh, division, you know, to have that speed where you don't always necessarily have to top out at 265. And yeah. I think Aspinall has a similar skill set with the light on the feet part, you know, boxing background. He throws fast crisp combos and from you know your fight getting in there with blades we all know you know he's the best wrestler in the heavyweight division right so it poses um um a a problem to bring your hips in with your punches when you're fighting somebody that you know is ultimately committed to the takedown but i saw when that fight started with you guys you stung him real fast with that overhand you know right and and it, it found its home and yeah. I can see some similar, you know, things from Aspinall here, who has the good quick hands, good good right leg low kick. Um, and I like the way he incorporates elbows. So yes. one of the things against a wrestler, if I'm uh, on the striking side, I'd like to keep my hips low, stay back, keep my hand tight. And then when he changes levels, bang, come with the elbow, and it's right in your core wheelhouse. And I could see that here with Aspinall, you know, using the boxing like you did, stay on the outside, good elbows to come through that clinch barrier and one thing i'm looking forward to and this is what i want to kick to you on this we've never really seen um i mean you came out like a bat out of hell in that fight i think too and it was good because you're putting curtis on the defensive but we haven't really seen somebody either try to wrestle him you know he got taken down three times in an early fight but um we can see he's susceptible to getting hit we saw him get a little frustrated right in some fights where he can't get the takedown and then people talk about how he got 14 takedowns, you know, um, and the fight against Volkov. But I talk about, well, he let him up 14 times. Correct. So that's going to be a Correct. problem here, I think, with Aspinall. And I'd like to hear your thoughts on that about Tom really coming out and trying to put Curtis on the defensive. So really, the, uh, I've been going back and forth with this in my own head, uh, playing out the, the different kind of scenarios I could possibly go. Uh, you know, when I fought Curtis, I was uh, I was definitely expecting to be on my back, not in the way that I, I ended up, but definitely, uh, you know, through the wrestling exchanges. Um, I bid on everything hard. Um, he's really good. He, he's got a, a good long one, two. 
He's got the good level changes. I think that that's going to be playing a, a major factor um, in Tom's head going through this fight. But also, you know, Aspinall, with, with him being able to jump in, jump out, he's got the super quick hands. What The only thing that's different between me and Tom, I would say, is the, the hand speed is, is similar, but the way that Tom Tom comes in and when he lands, he continues to come forward. I'll, 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 I'll stand there. I'll plant my feet. And if I touch you, I'm planting my feet from there. Tom will touch you, and then he'll try and close that gap even more. Um, I think that if Tom starts to close that gap, if he starts touching Curtis Blades, um, like he did against Arlovsky when Arlovsky was up against the cage, that distance, he could have kept his distance a little bit longer for his his punches to, to fully land. Um, I think the Curtis is going to drop and, and double leg him. But the thing is, really, you know, if we look back at Aspinall's fight against uh, – well, another Hector's guy is uh, Jay Collier. That knee up the middle—that's going to be a big. That's going to be a big factor for him. Um, he's so quick throwing that knee, and then and then returning with the one-two. Um, if he can at least present that threat, uh, present those those types of challenges for Curtis, he could do it. But the big factor and the the big unknown, really, it's it, it's not really a factor uh, as of yet because we we haven't seen it. None of his fights have really gone out of the second round. That's you know, he's, it was, it was, he, he's been finishing a ton of guys in the first round. He finished Arlovsky. It was his, uh, in the second round. So I think I'll give you my, my prediction is I, I think Curtis beats him. I love it. I, I think, <laughs> I, I, I think Curtis beats him. I want to, wow. yeah. So I, my, my only set, I, I think that they're, they're both uh, equally matched uh, in, in a lot of things. I'll say that Curtis probably hits a little harder. Um, Obviously, the, the jiu-jitsu would, would go to Aspinall. But I don't think that if Curtis gets on top of you, he's not looking to do jiu-jitsu. He's looking to to hold you down and just to land elbows and punches. And, and he's just going to wear you down. But like you said, he let Volkov up 14 times. That's a problem. You can't let – if, you, if you're if you going to take Aspinall down, he's the type of guy that you want to stay heavy on top and you want to just, you know, create damage. You don't want to be able to let him get back up. And I think that if he can keep him down, you know, He's got the the five round experience. He's obviously has the the gas tank to pull off the the most takedowns in, in heavyweight fight history in the UFC. So, I, I'm going to go with Curtis. All right, Chris, I got a question for I'm you here. Better right? than you to get it. Go ahead, Tommy, and I'm going to ask him yeah. a technical question off that. Yeah. So so I'm going to go back to the betting question because all I give a fuck okay. about is making money. So since <laughs> I got you here, I need that. <clears throat> you mentioned something I was going to talk about. So with Aspinall, yep. one of the things we've seen. Um, really hasn't gone deeper than I think what a fucking minute into the second round. Like everyone has been the first yeah. round. I think I think he tapped the second round with Arlovsky, yep. um, if I'm not mistaken. Well, all 14 but, yep. fights didn't uh, ended in the first two rounds with probably like 85 percent of them in the first round. Yeah, he's never right. seen the third so, round. So so yeah. we're looking at we're looking at from a heavyweight perspective. <clears throat> you know, we're used to seeing that. Uh, Chris, I mentioned before you came on. I don't know if you heard it about how we made a bunch of money off you. Uh, I actually bet you're under one and a half rounds, four straight fights when you were on that winning okay. streak. And you actually, I think it was, it might've been Orlovsky that made it to almost the middle of the second and you finished them right before we needed it for the win. So thank you for that. But you have, you have a, different styles here where I don't think blades, uh, maybe, maybe in Ghana, I don't remember, but hasn't had a first round finish at all. So from a distance perspective, the yeah. over under on this fight, um, total rounds right now is sitting at, over two and a half rounds. So being that you think Blades takes it home, that would probably lean over, right, if Blades plays his game. But where do you see this going? Well, the, here's, the, here's the, uh, the train of thought on that, right? Aspinall has never made a pass, I think, in like the second round in any fight, whether it was right. before the UFC or in the UFC. His loss, besides a 
BQ to a 12 to six elbow was later in the second round. Uh-huh. So we don't know the type of fighter that he becomes, um, you know, after the, after the, the two thirty mark in the second round. Right. Once so yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going with Curtis on that one. Yeah. So yeah, yeah wow. over, over two and a half. All right. Awesome. I like that. Mikey. Yeah, so I want to I want to segue right off of Chris, you know, spoke to because my when I first saw Curtis Blades, I was saying the same thing. This guy's a problem. You know, he's got unbelievable yeah. wrestling, good cardio, good top pressure control. But then I touched on Volkov getting up fourteen times, and Volkov's got that yeah. good body for you to control. He's long like a popsicle yeah. stick, per se, yeah. and for you know Curtis to get good top pressure. But looking at Curtis's resume and who he fought, who has attacked him from the bottom? you know, on that list, you know, it's not junior Dos Santos, you know, it's not, you know, these punching heavy yeah. fighters. I mean, Aspinall being a black belt and let's add, even though it's in, in my opinion, inferior competition to who Curtis has faced, he has a hundred percent takedown defense and a hundred percent takedown offense. He's a black right. belt in jujitsu training his entire life under his father. So, you know, he's on the mat in diapers, a pro yeah. boxing background and here we are in the UFC at 5-0 and at 5 inside the distance finishes. So I think another variable to add is when Curtis was having trouble attack, you know, keeping Volkov down, he may have the same problem here with Aspinall, but also, you know, framing, getting his knees in, attacking Kimura's. Um, we haven't really seen somebody attack Curtis from the bottom. Correct. And um, that kind of leans me towards the Aspinall side here. Because due to the striking speed, power, precision, like I mentioned, skill set that you share with them, um, and you're no slouch on the ground. And you come from a famous camp down no. there in Philadelphia, Will Martinez, Martinez yeah. brothers. I mean, you know what it's like to be on that ground. You and your brother both. I mean, uh, let's yeah. not talk about Kyle here too, but I mean, yeah. awesome jiu down there. But like I said, Curtis hasn't been attacked yet. And I think that that's going to be the Correct. difference maker here is that Aspinall could hurt him on the feet and we could see a knockout, especially if Curtis gets tired, frustrated, um, yeah. and he has been knocked out before. And there's yep. a lot of unknowns with Aspinall here. So Tommy, to answer your question, I don't like this fight to obviously see the judges scorecards. And then maybe we get cute with a not to start round three prop or something, you know, where we can get a little better money on it. But my pick right now, and I hate to go against you, um, is Aspinall right here. Figured, I'm going to break the tie and go with Chris. I think. Well, let me hear why. He said figured it. Why? Yeah. Figured. Ah, just just seeing your tweets. Um, you know, everyone <laughs> is is super high on on Aspinall. And um, listen, I've met the guy. I met him in Abu Dhabi when he made his uh, debut. It was my second fight in the UFC. He's big. He's a big guy, man. Um, like he doesn't look like he's. He looks bigger than 250. Like 251. He looks. He looks big. Um. But like you were saying, he, I think Curtis is the type of wrestler that just gets on top and he rides you and Tom will yeah. snatch something up. But I think Tom will use that to his advantage to create a scramble to Kimura, get Curtis to back away, start framing away. And then that'll give him the space to stand up, especially if, if Tom starts piecing him up on the feet and he feels it, he'll start stepping in a little bit more. He'll start sitting down on his punches a little bit more. And then that'll make Curtis, you know, panic wrestle. He's going to panic wrestle right into a shot. Tom will just be like, okay, that's fine. I'll just continue to get back up. So, I mean, this fight really is awesome. Uh, I'm really excited to see it. And, you know, I'm going to go with Curtis strictly because I think that Curtis is – he's the best guy who has yet to get a title shot. Um, yeah. And I think it's yeah. – I think this is this is really his time. And he's just been, you know, working on his striking and his full game is really starting to show. And I'm also actually, somebody from our neck of the woods, Chris, which we got time training jiu-jitsu with Nicky Rod, Nick Rodriguez. Correct. 
And that's Correct. showing that he still wants to evolve and get better and work on some of those areas. And we don't know what he's going to look like coming out of that yet. And you know, at this level with yourself and your teammates, yeah. you learn so quickly, especially when you're in a room with someone who's not only a good doer, but a good teacher. And there's nobody yep. that explains stuff better than that, you know, John Danaher lineage as well. Um, and I'm excited to see it. It's a tough fight to call. And I initially yeah. did favor Blades, but then when I got into yeah. the tape, I, I yeah. saw that the difference makers being like I mentioned earlier, and then also the elbows. I don't want to yeah. leave that out. And I think that the elbows are going to come into play here for Aspinall. All right. And, let's get to uh, – go on, Chris. Yeah. No, I was just going to say the, the, the same thing could be said for Blades. I mean, Curtis Razor Blades, like look what he did to Overeem. Yeah. Like if he gets on top and he starts landing those elbows, like he doesn't throw like the, the traditional like, like elbow from here. He like turns it up, like – tucks his hand in and goes straight down. So even if you have the, the high guard on the ground, you can catch the elbows here, but he comes straight down. And, you know, he might catch a cut. He might split him open, but it is the O2 arena. You know, they'll they'll let Tom go out on his shield. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. We got a couple other on this card. Now, I tend to um, – Mike knows. I love the hot dogs. I love the show-offs. I love the big talkers. You know, you've been a guy of – uh, you know, just kind of goes out there, does his job, right? Very disciplined. Just do it, yeah. Just just go to my job. Yep, that's yeah. It. Lunch, I love lunch bell fighter, lunch bell yeah. fighter, right? Yeah, but that's the right. Uh, that's right. Patty the Batty out here, uh, Patty, Patty Pimble, going out here, fucking causing a circus. You know, just being a fucking oh, nut man. job like myself, who I love. Uh, land two ninety here against ball. Levitt. Um, do you think from a from a fighter's perspective, Chris? I mean, you seem like a cool dude who who likes to have fun, yeah. so I'm sure you don't hate it, but. What do you guys think as fighters when you see the Patties, the McGregors coming up, uh, the Sugar Shawns, the guys that are really jumping out there being hams? Is it good for the sport? Do you not like it? Does it piss you off? Where are you at on that? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of impartial. You know, if it's, if it's for the individual and they're building their brand, I have no, you know, they're, they're making money. I have nothing against anyone making money. But if you start doing, you know, Stupid shit. I'm sorry I'm cursing, but like you start doing no, stupid shit. Oh, you're in the right place. All right. You're, you're in the All right, right spot. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Like like yeah. I, I see some bullshit on, on Twitter. Um like O'Malley was hanging out with the Nelf boys and like the, the right. one dude was like, yo, like who the hell was that? And it was Henry Zahudo. Like like that shit is just bad for the sport. Like when you're right. bringing I get it, like they're YouTubers and they're famous and they want to hang out with famous fighters and all this, but like that's just a bad look for the sport when you have someone super famous turning to Henry Cejudo and going, who is that? Like, you right. should know who Henry Cejudo is. You need to know is. who that is. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Not even from a, a, a strictly a UFC standpoint. He's a, he's a fucking Olympian. Like, right. Like, I think probably, I, I think he's the youngest to do it. So like, show that man some respect and don't just yeah. be like hanging out. Like, Oh, I'm going to hang out with, with carrot top or, you know, sugar Sean, whatever. Like, listen, I get it. Make your money, do whatever right. you do, but don't be upset about people's opinions of you. And if you could smack in your mouth for doing something, that's on you. I like it. What do you think of the fight? Have you looked into Patty Pimble fight this week? I like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting fight. Uh, Jordan is uh, he's no joke. Um, Patty gets a little crazy. Patty gets a little uh, wild. You know, he, he he gets a little wild. He he comes out. He's he's uh, very measured for a little bit. He lands something, and the moment he lands something, that's when he decides I'm going 100. percent You know, right. if he lands whatever, I'm I'm going. Um, I don't think that that Jordan has the power to to really hurt him. I don't think Jordan has really any KOs or TKO victories on his on his resume. Um, but there's always that chance. There's, there's always the, the the chance of just him running into something. Um, I I hope Levitt wins. 
I was gonna guess based on that uh, that intro there that you might be. Yeah, I mean, listen, I might. I lean forward in his chair. I knew it was on. Yeah, I was like, I might throw throw some money on him just because. Yeah, I might throw a couple bucks. Yeah, I can't see the uh, the badass police officer rooting for uh, Patty on that one over over Levitt. Uh, Mikey, what other fights are you looking at on this card? I mean, I tied Patty to to a lot of stuff, but what other fights are you looking at? We got some other good fights on this. It's a pretty good card. You got Hermanson on this card. I think uh, Gustafson is on this card. Uh, Meatball Molly's on here, obviously, with Patty on it, seeming like every card because of the barstool thing. But what are you looking at, Constantine? All right, so so great segue into my free bet, which um, this week I'm going to give a parlay. So last week we went 2-0. and oh. Uh, Chris, we had I had uh, Dustin Jacoby as an underdog, Dustin Stoltzfus as an underdog. We went 2-0, and oh, and the week before that I hit one of – three ever career 10 unit bets on the inside the distance Jim Miller Cowboy Cerrone fight like I knew okay. you know my history with Jim and where they were yeah, chatting yeah, their career course. I felt very confident you know about that bet and I'm going to get greedy a little bit and I'm going to take the Aspinall bet and I'm going to put it in a parlay with who Tommy just mentioned uh Molly McCann I just think that the matchup I mean it's a high line but I think it should even be higher this matchup is yeah. tailor-made for Molly McCann and what some people don't realize is that her volume and her precision is like in the top five in the history of the UFC for both the men's and the women's division. Yeah. And she has good, crisp boxing, aggressive, straightforward. You know, you want to suck up that air in between you and the other fighter when they drift. And then she can also wrestle. And I think that Hannah Goldie here, um, you know, she's just outgunned in all areas. I think Molly's better than all three areas. And uh, I think she gets the job done. So by putting her with Aspinall, it gets me plus 115. So that's the actual free stay cash in bet. And then I have some expanded thoughts. But, Chris, can you co-sign that or am I seeing that one wrong? I will I will co-sign on the uh, the Molly. But, uh, obviously, Aspinall plays. Oh, yeah. yeah. Plays. But, yeah. But, <laughs> I, I, absolutely. Molly, you know, I, I think she gets it done. I, I think she just overwhelms her. I, I think she comes in, she lands. And if she lands, she gets starts – getting emotional that that crowd starts going a little wild. She's going to overwhelm her. Hannah's going to back down and, you know, really Molly could, you know, finish her on the feet or if she wants to take her down and take her. I, I don't see a problem with Molly finishing that fight any way she wants. I love that. All right. So there's your parlay key piece, Tommy and Bill. Like we both love Mark McCann. <laughs> the famous, the and famous. I'm going to have a bunch of Molly McCann and Chris, have you ever fought in London or England? Nope. Uh, only in Abu Dhabi. Okay. So fun That's fact, um, one of my first fights ever, I cornered Dante Rivera versus Matt Riddle, but that was yeah. in Vegas. But our first pay-per-view card was I cornered Jim Miller in his UFC debut, and that was in the O2 Arena. And there's Very fans cool. that are in London that are – Dana White's not getting when he says there's nothing like a fight there. It's amazing. Although yeah. I would argue in Rio uh, when we were there, it was pretty rough. But um, I like a lot of violent spots on this card. I think there's a lot of matchups here that are not going to see the judges' scorecards. And I'll bring up two and just to get your opinion on it. And one of it is Jai Herbert, the black country banger, and he's fighting Kyle Nelson. Um, Kyle Nelson's coming off a two-year layoff. Herbert is big and precise for the division too. And I can either see Herbert knocking him out or Nelson perhaps getting a submission. But I do favor Herbert. But I like that fight to end inside the distance. And I'll just touch on the next one that I, I wanted to bring up and get your thoughts on both. And that's a uh, Jonathan Pierce fight. Um, Jonathan Pierce is tough. He's durable. And um, I think that he can get the job done too. And what he has to watch for is a, a quick uh, early finish on the opposite side here. But if he's able to endure, I think he takes over. And either way, I think that fight finishes. So he's fighting Mr. Finland, Tommy, Amir Mak Makrawani, 
Makwan Amirakani, and we've played him in the past, but he's got a good front headlock series, namely an Anaconda choke, and uh, he either, I think he'll win in the first round or get finished. So, Chris, those are two violent spots I like. Um, I'm with you on, on, on all that. Um, really, the, I, here's the thing. I don't like betting when guys have a long, long layoff, like the um, Alexander Gustafson and everyone talking about ring rust and I really think it comes down to the individual. And I, I think that that, you know, depending on how they can respond, really dictates on how the fight's going to play out. Because, you know, some people say ring rust is a thing. Other people, if you look at Dominic Cruz, say it's not really a thing. TJ Dillashaw, it's not a thing. And if he's, you know, coming off of two years, I'm not taking that. I, I agree with you on that. Um, as someone, I have fighting experience in London, too. I don't know if you guys know. I actually went out to London. Uh, got in a bar fight and had a threesome the same night. So nice. you guys could talk about nice. whatever you did in the octagon. I think mine's more impressive. Uh, Chris, nice. what else on this card? What else on this card do you like? I mean, there's a bunch of other fights on there. Have you had a chance to look through the whole card? I could. Uh, yeah, lines. yeah. Um, the uh, the Muhammad uh, Makhayev uh, uh-huh. fight. Makhayev is good. Yeah, yeah. I, I have no uh, no doubts on 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 him. Um, uh, Gustafson, like I said, it's uh, what he hasn't fought since 2019, and right. then he was beefing up to go to heavyweight, and now he's back down to 205. I don't know how that one goes. Um, Krylov's I'll, laying 215, so you know that's that's not that heavy. If you like Krylov, yeah. that's an easy parlay piece, and that's not a crazy yeah. one. But I I do like Gustafson. I mean I I like Gustafson as as a fighter. Um, so I it's really hard for me to root against those guys that that I like. So I'm I'm right. sticking with Gustafson. Um, and then, yeah, just, you know, the, the Molly, I'm, I'm taking Molly. Um, you got me thinking about the whole damn Patty thing again. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, as of now, as of now, I'm going with Jordan, but if anything changes, if anything, if someone tweets something out and, you know, gets my, my interest on that, I, I might switch the uh, final, final one out. to ask you a quick one. What about this Ozdemir Paul Craig fight? I think this is an interesting one that, you know, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, so here's the thing on that one. Yeah. So I'm definitely going with uh, with Paul Craig. My okay. my reasoning behind that is I didn't realize how big Paul Craig was until they yeah. faced off. Paul Craig is big, big boy. Like, yeah, he's a he's a big man, um, and he trains with Aspinall, and they always go up. And I was I was looking, uh, I forget who was um, putting a video out, but he's he's been training under Aspinall's dad. They always meet up, so it's it's going to be comfortable for him. He's a psycho with the war paint. I love it. Mm-hmm. I just think, you know, now granted, do I think he gets clipped and he gets dropped? Absolutely. It's Paul Craig. That's what happens. Right. He gets hit, he gets dropped, and then he locks something up, a submission. Um, I think that's what's happened. I, I don't think that Ostemir can finish him. He might catch him, but I'm definitely going with Paul Craig on that one. That's, I'm glad you said that. That was uh, I yeah. was looking at that plus 140 and thinking that line should probably be even money. I don't know why he's getting plus 140 on that one. I got a question for both of you here before we wrap it up. Uh, first of all, Chris, thanks for spending so much time with us here. This is awesome. Uh, Constantino course. is a world-renowned junk food either, eater. Um, <laughs> literally God. does fucking fantasy drafts on candy in our Discord. Bets.com. We have a controversy going over here, Bill Ruff. Bill, do you want to give this? I, I, I already wrote in the chat, and I'll skip it to it. I'm, and I'll sitting give you my whole, I'm sitting here the whole time listening to you guys talk about UFC. I was going to ask him one freaking question, and you steal it from me. <laughs> I forgot you were fucking here. Go, Bill. Ask the Holy question. Shit. Are you going to fucking ask it? What's up, bro? What's up? Glazed donut, 
or Boston cream donut? Glazed donut. Let's go! What the fuck? Mike? Uh, You originally asked me, the king of junk food, unfortunately. We're leaving you for the the final because you fucking eat everything in the house. Okay. Glazed or Boston cream? I think it's very simple. A naked glaze loses to a Boston cream, but if you were to put icing and frost and uh, sprinkles on that glaze, then the glaze wins. I mean, he can't just give a what would glaze. There's always got to be a fucking analysis. Pick a goddamn side. A plain glaze donut loses to the Boston cream. I got a gun to your head. You don't see it. I tell you, I got a glazed donut. I got a Boston cream donut. You get one of them. What are you taking? It's a tough one. It depends on my mood, what I'm doing, what I'm drinking. Here we go. I mean, I do it, Chris, go. Chris, do you see? Here do you see that? This is every day. This um, is my best. I would say a Boston cream if it's a one-time treat a because it's a it's a rarer of the two donuts. Well, you get a glaze at a Dunkin' Donuts. You get a glazed anywhere. It's a staple, but it's a staple. It, it's right. a tradition. It's 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 what a donut's supposed to be. According it's, to Twitter, it is sixty-four percent glazed. So let's go. Wow, listen, it's the first time I'm disagreeing with Chris the whole show. I vehemently disagree. Boston cream for the win, always. Nope. But, uh, Chris, I do want to say, first of all, as we said, thank you. You're the fucking man. This was the best interview we've had. I've interviewed Kurt Schilling, Aubrey Huff, John McAfee, a bunch of fighters. This is the best, the most most fun I've had. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I'll co-sign the Kurt Schilling bum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. A lot, of, a lot of fun here. Hopefully, we can do this again very soon. I do want to say we are doing something um, in honor of Chris because you know you're probably bringing a lot of new people in here to check this out. Uh, we are offering three free days at 4DBets.com. Uh, we basically decided about seven minutes before the fucking show started. So if you guys do want to check it out, we have free bets for all sports, not just UFC, but we have a whole UFC extravaganza going on Saturday. Maybe we can even get Chris to sneak in the chat, uh, give us some live picks, see what's up. But go to 4deepbets.com, number 4deepbets.com, and just hover over the welcome and just click three free three days. That's uh, on Chris. Chris is paying for you. Uh, no credit card, nothing. But Chris, I do want to ask you before you go, uh, give us your handles on social and then tell us anything you're promoting out there right now. What are you doing? Is there anything, uh, sponsors you want to talk about, any events or things you have going on that you want to share before we let you go? Uh, really, I got nothing. Uh, all my handles are super generic. Chris Dalkus, uh underscore MMA on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, those are really the only two I basically do. Um, right. I'll get into Twitter feuds with people. doesn't matter to me. I, I got nothing to do. I got a newborn. I don't have a flight scheduled. Um, sitting at home, I, I got shit to do. So, um, Tommy, you got a new backup now. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, you know, if people want to argue about the best cheese steaks in Philly, the best, the best donuts, whatever, doesn't matter to me. Uh, I'm down. Uh, but I appreciate, you know, Fuel Hunt, Empire Sports Management, uh, Empire MMA. They're having a uh, an event down in uh, Columbia, so it's gonna be really fun. Uh, Hector's a part of that, so it would be really good. Um, you know, and just everyone at Martinez, thanks for you know sticking by me through all this and. Uh, Hopefully, uh, get back in there before the end of the year and uh, get my hand raised. All right. And by the way, before you go, I do have to say two questions in the chat. Best Philly okay. cheesesteaks, Dawkus, and what's Chris's favorite Philly cheesesteaks? So since you said I'm a Philly Steve's. guy. Steve's. Steve? Wow. Steve's. No Dino's, no Pats. Fuck, fuck, fuck Dino's, fuck Pats. I do uh, agree with that. Screen record this. Screen record it. Put it all over whatever. Fuck Dino's, fuck Pats. Those are tourist traps. They're they trash. Are. I don't care. <laughs> I, they're trash. Listen, I went to Villanova, Chris, so we were spending every right. night fucking either fucked up on Molly or high or whatever it was, heading up to uh, Geno's and Pat. arrested you. Never go near Geno's and Pat. That's the thing. They're complete <laughs> Never, ever track. go there. So, they uh, really are. 
Steve's for the win. All right, brother. I'm going to let you go. We appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks a lot. Thank and I uh, look forward to doing this again very soon. You were fucking awesome, dude. That was Thanks, great. Thanks, guys. Seriously. For Thank you, Chris. Always a pleasure. Of course. All right, brother. Thank you. Brother. That was Have awesome. All right. Mikey. Yo. Any other? Uh, dude, he was fucking cool as shit. Ah, he's the man. Those, I, awesome, I mean, listen. Dude. Philly boys are like us up here in North Jersey. And Chris is a great dude, man. He's got a brother. They love each other. They train together. And his camp, man, no joke. You know, you hear a lot about Daniel Gracie camp, you know, with the Sean Brady team and everything. And Will Martinez and his brother are legends down there in Philly, too. Long time on the scene, high-level black belts. Really right. good people, you know. Yeah, no, that was here. awesome. That was a lot of fun. You always worry. And, and whenever you're bringing someone on, I haven't met him before. You've met him. Uh, you're always worried if they're going to even talk or anything. I mean, dude, dude's killing it. Dude needs a podcast. Maybe we can convince him to do a – Oh, we're going to do a, a Philly cheesesteak fight show or something say, yeah. now. You know, we, we'll go down to Philly and maybe we test them all. Like Portnoy does the pizzas. Maybe yeah. we grab Bell. Bell, we go down, we test every cheesesteak. And then we'll have Chris come meet us. I do love my cheesesteaks. <laughs> yeah, and keep in mind, guys, his brother, Kyle Dawkins, is an active UFC middleweight. So for his next fight, maybe we bring him on the week before as well. And uh, I anticipate hopefully doing a lot of stuff with my friend Hector, who's their manager, and, you know, Chris, his brother Kyle, and some other fighters. This is fun. I love to hear a fighter's perspective, too, because not all the time, you know, the corner man isn't getting in the cage to fight, right? right? So we see things a certain way. But at the end of the day, you need your fighter to buy into it and then also offer his opinion. So I love to hear what he said. And one thing I didn't get to bring up that Chris did is that Curtis Blade's jab is very long and he utilizes that well. So it's a really interesting fight and I'm looking forward to it. Bud. That's and Mike, awesome. real, real fast. Uh, Khabib's cousin's fighting tonight. Usman, he's undefeated. Uh, I kind of like him inside the distance. He's going up against somebody who's pretty, who's had a pretty good run, but not, you know, I don't know. That guy seems not bad. The, these minus 1,000s have been getting killed le a lot lately. Chris Gonzalez, uh, I heard he's not bad. I don't really know much about him. But minus 1,000, he is minus 225 inside the distance. In is this Usman Namagomedov? Yeah. Usman's fighting, yeah, Christopher Gonzalez. What do you well, think my, my short answer is... Anybody who's related to Khabib is an auto bet. And yeah, anybody who's in a 30-mile radius of Dagestan, they're an auto bet. the fucking hat if they and have the beard. Let's, let's not let this go because, Bill, maybe this turns into a cross-promotion parlay. Chris mentioned when Tommy asked him, you know, who do you like? One of his answers was Mokayev. Now, Mokayev is Dagestani, and he's training now out of London or somewhere in England. But here's another one who's minus 500. We bet on him in his UFC debut, and he starched with a flying knee, and he's uber-talented. Uh, uh, I think he's 125, an exciting finishing weight class. So perhaps a cross-promotion Dagestani parlay of Mokhaev and Nurmagomedov might get it done. I mean, you're, I'm, I'm all the way in fucking. You say two, you say two Dagestanis, and I'm... 30-mile radius, because Chechnya is in there, too. One of my best fighters right. ever with Chechnya, and so is right, I'll go. I'll go 100,000 miles if they got the hat. <laughs> I mean, you brought you popped that hat on. I don't care where you live right now. How about, about Rachmanov with that dead raccoon on his head? Bill said last week. Yeah. Dude, when you when you walk in the ring with a dead animal on your head, you're yeah, a fucking you're extra man. Anytime you wear a dead animal, you're great. You wear a dead animal. Me and Bill will have you in a parlay somewhere. That's for damn fucking sure. Um, so let's uh, let's get out of here, Bill. Do you have any NASCAR or anything that you wanted to give out, or do you want to wait for tomorrow? No, so it's no. free for three days, guys. We don't yeah, need to be there. Break. Ghost uh, Nikos had two plays. He said he didn't want to give them out till they got to a hundred. Uh, we did get to 100, so Ghost is on the Cardinals team total over 4.5 and, and the Phillies team total over 4.5. So 
So those are both ghost plays. Uh, I have all my plays in the sheet. Um, and ghost plays in the sheet. So I don't know. Evan said his mic wasn't working. If we can get them up later, or I'll just post it. It's free today. It's free anyway. So I'll just come to the site. Yeah, guys, just, yeah. We don't even need to give you anything else right yeah. now. It's all free on the site. So if you go, uh, like we said, you go right to the welcome, hover over it. You'll see free three-day pass. And I just want to see, I think we're going to be adding it to the uh, $27 subscription. There'll be a free combo on there. But just go to free uh, 4deepbets.com, number 4deepbets.com, hover over welcome, three-day pass, and then sign up for the Discord. The Discord is uh, our chat, which you can click on the chat button. And uh, we'll be in there hanging out all weekend. Maybe we even drag Dawkins in there, have him talk some fucking cheesesteaks or something uh, over the weekend during the fights. But uh, appreciate- Glazed Donut. Oh, yeah, fuck you, Glazed Donut um appreciate chris coming on that was really awesome uh, really happy to have him and he did a great job on here uh mike final words for you stay cash and i love this card another early 11 a.m start tomorrow so i'm going to get my betting blueprint out tonight and uh hopefully up on the website tonight and um i feel pretty strong about a lot of these fights tomorrow i'm looking forward to it all right bill rough final words we killed it last weekend uh we're gonna kill it again started off 2-0 yesterday um 65 to 35 percent glazed donut so far in the vote so let's go glazed donut and uh see you guys in the chat later i don't like it i would kick to evan for final words but his mic isn't active right now so evan i will speak for you and say follow at stay cash and show on all our handles uh, instagram twitter uh fucking tiktok uh, find a social media thing it's at stay cash and show uh on there and for myself i will say good luck uh, see you guys in the chat room this week. Uh, like I said, welcome. Three free days. Come fuck. You don't need to worry about any more free bets. And I uh, appreciate Chris coming on. Make sure you guys follow Chris. You could just search Chris Dawkins. You could just search Chris Dawkins. Uh, it's D-A-U-K-A-U. That's how it's spelled. That's how Dawkins is spelled. So uh, on Twitter, Chris Dawkins MMA. D-A-U-K-A-U. Uh, give him a follow. Give him some love. And uh, make sure to stay active on his Twitter there. And his Instagram, I believe, is Chris underscore uh, Dawkins. Chris underscore Dawkins on Instagram. So make sure to give Chris a follow. For Mike, Rackets, Chris, Bill, and Evan, I am Tommy G. Good luck. Stay cashing, motherfuckers. Let's go!